Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 73. We're going to talk about knowing the rules. Before we talk about the rules, let's talk about our sponsors. First is Cleat It Up, FP. Cleat It Up is the communication tool. It's an app for your phone we want you to use to solve all your team and organization communication challenges. So check out cleatedup.com. Also want to talk about Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the Southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service, or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And let's talk about Patreon.com. Don's Patreon.com slash EverythingFastPitch is our way to allow you to ask you to help us support everything fast pitch and coach prep. Uh, you can become a patron. There's three different levels. We're doing a ton of different things now to uh, say thank you to our patrons. Um, we've got some uh, specials going now with uh, uh, a discount on our Square Cuts training disc that you can order on the website at fastpitchprep.com. And we also have our first ever Zoom coaches clinic coming up on February 14th, which is free for our patrons and for sale for other listeners and other people that are interested. Um, so patreon.com, it's a great way for you to help us keep everything fast pitch and coach prep on the free side. We don't want to become a subscription service. And if you can uh, help us out by becoming a patron, it would really be great. It would really help us a lot. And we would really appreciate it. And Tori, that's just to help cover all of our expenses. And I mean, we've got fees and, and monthly service costs that we incur. And uh, that just kind of helps defer that cost for right. us, right? Yeah. The, the biggest thing that uh, we know we've got a lot of people that listen, benefits that we hope you're taking away from the episodes of Coach Prep and Everything Fast Pitch. Hopefully you see it as a value and something that you would like to help us support. You know, Don and I are not getting rich nope. doing the podcast. I promise you that. Um, but uh, we would uh, uh, love to at least break even. Right. <laughs> Share some time together talking about it and break right. even would be a good thing. Would right? be a good thing. So uh, so if you can, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. All the different levels will be explained to you there. So, Don, our topic today, a lot of places now, we are really getting ready to crank up uh, softball season again, whether it's uh, the spring school ball season or the spring travel ball season. And our challenge for our coaches is know the rules. That's a good start, right? If we know the rules, we've got a chance to uh, use them to our advantage even. Right. Well, and, and the other thing about it is if you're hoping to send a message of being really knowledgeable and having real credibility with your team, with your parents, and with the other team, and obviously with the umpires that you're dealing with, if you know the rules, chances are you're going to come across as being that credible coach that people really want to listen to. If you don't know the rules and you start to fly off the handle when you don't really know what you're talking about or you're mistaken about something, you know, I think that hurts your credibility on a lot of different fronts. And so I think it's important from a personal perspective for us as coaches to be aware of it. Now, that doesn't mean that you've got to be able to recite the whole rule book, you know, page by what page. page? Yeah. Um, but especially things that are likely to come up, things that are, you know, part of uh, you know, the day in and day out operation of the game. 
but you know, simple things like you know, what are the pitching rules? You know, what what would constitute an illegal pitch? You know, the, there have been a lot of changes here in the last couple of years across different sanctions and different organizations. One where you can start back, one where you can step back, um, and both of those uh, are important to be aware of. And if you're playing in a tournament that's got a sanction that allows one but doesn't allow the other, knowing that before you get to the park would be a good thing. You don't want to start arguing about an illegal pitch or something like that and then find out that it's illegal in that other group, but it's legal here today. Right. We need to know where we are today and, and what's happening with this tournament or this setting. Right. Another one that I think is a, is a red flag and, and really gets uh, a, an umpire's attention is if we're trying to argue interference or obstruction and we are using the wrong term for the wrong situation. Obstruction is when we're hindering the offense, and interference is when we're messing up the defense. And so if a base runner gets obstructed, and we're talking about the base runner was interfered with, then we're already telling the umpire that we really don't know what's going on. So somebody didn't have the ball, and they right. bumped so, a runner. Yeah, so the second baseman standing in the baseline, and that impeding. base runner has to dodge them or runs into them when they don't have the ball, that's obstruction. But if we're arguing that it's interference, then we're already starting to lay a groundwork of not really knowing not what we're sure talking what about. what we got going, yeah. Another one is the infield fly rule. The parameters, right? Right. Know, know what it takes for the infield fly rule to apply. Make sure that you know it. And honestly, make sure your team knows it, too, because there's nothing really more embarrassing than to be in an infield fly situation and the base runners don't know what's going on and or the defense doesn't know what's going on and... You know, especially being around younger teams the last couple of years, I would bet you at least a dozen times I've seen the infield fly rule called. I've seen the ball drop. And the I've seen the runners off. advance. Yeah. I've seen the throw to third base and plenty of time to get the runner out, but the third baseman stretches out and catches it like it's a force out. So we don't tag the runner. So all in one play, we didn't know what the infield fly rule meant. We didn't know what it meant for the base runner, and we didn't know what it meant for the de- defense all in the same you know, so, 15 seconds. So the batter doesn't know why they don't get to go to first because right. it landed on the ground. The third baseman doesn't know why they're not out at third base. Because it's a force out, but it's right. really not a force out. And the base runner has no idea that she didn't have to run because so, the ball hit the ground, so, so I should have run, right? She, she thinks he's out because the ball got there obviously before she did. Right. And then they turn and tag her. And, yeah, so, yep. so the, the only thing that we left out of that potential scenario was then the runner uh, who thinks she's out on a force out <laughs> wanders off third base and starts <laughs> heading to the dugout because she really does think she's out when she's really not out. The one at second thinks it was the third out. Yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of laughing about it, but those of you that have been around younger players, if you've watched 8 and under, 10 and under, 12 and under softball, you've seen that exact play. I coach, promise. And then the coach goes, oh, well, I guess guess we're out. Yeah. And go, so go get your gloves. Yeah. So, so we want to make sure that we know that. You yeah. know, the one that we always talk about is the DP flex. And depending upon your organization, again, whatever sanction you're playing in, they've got different rules. There are some organizations that allow extra hitters, there's some organizations that play it with just the straight flex and DP. But we want to make sure we know those rules because there's some definite po- potential. Um, advantages, benefits, benefits yeah. or disadvantages that uh, that we want to be taking advantage of. And so if you've got that player who's a great defensive player or a great pitcher who's maybe not a great hitter, knowing that you can use a DP or a flex situation there, um, knowing that there's different ways that you can use that to have more flexibility in your lineup and in your batting order, it's just a, a really valuable tool. And it's it's complicated, so you need to spend a little bit of time studying it. One of the jokes is that uh, whenever I watch a University of Kentucky game on ESPN, 
I know there's going to be a delay because Rachel <laughs> Lawson, the head coach at Kentucky, has figured out every angle there is to the DP and flex, and she will do stuff that other co- I mean, she's definitely playing chess when other coaches are playing checkers, and you know, she will come up with something that will always lead to a, the other coach doesn't believe you can do it, the umpires aren't sure, they have to have a conference, and then they walk away going, oh, yeah, she figured it out again. So if you really want to get a good idea of how to use the DP Flex, watch some Kentucky games on uh, the SEC network and on ESPN when they come on. But uh, but that's another one. But then other really simple things that we hear all the time about, you know, the the base runner has to avoid the fielder, the bat, is, you know, the hand is part of the bat. There's all kinds of these different little things that we hear all the time that coaches clearly don't understand or don't aren't aware of. The look back rule for the young ones. Yep. And so let's just get in the rule book. You know, make sure that we're looking for the most important things first. And I think some of it will depend on the level that you're coaching at. If you're coaching at a high level, you know, travel ball, high school, college level, the DP flex is really important to you. Sure. You you need to know that inside and out because, you know, the, the difference that you could potentially gain, the advantage you could potentially gain at that level could be the difference Difference between winning and losing. At the younger levels, you know, something as simple as, you know, force outs and, you know, infield fly rule and obstruction and interference, those kinds of things can be really important. Um, you know, how many times at, at a younger level do you see a ball get hit to the outfield and the first baseman is standing right on first base like she's expecting to make a play? The runner doesn't know what that means, so the runner ends up detouring like all the way out to right field to avoid the first baseman. If the first baseman does get called for obstruction, she has no idea what she did or, or didn't do or what she should do next time. And so, you know, a lot of those things I think are going to be age specific. So a really strong softball IQ can be a, a confidence builder, both for a coach and for players, right? right. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that, uh, you know, over the years, you know, we've talked many times about uh, the number of times that I've been ejected from games. Um, the one thing I will say, I don't think I was ever ejected because I didn't know the rule. But just how you shared, yeah. But the, but they're, 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 the knowledge they're, of the rule could, with the there with could the have umpire. been because now now that I think about it, there was a time. Ultimately, I got into an argument with the umpire, and looking back at the rule after the fact, it was a very obscure. He may have had a point, or she may have had a point too. Yeah, I think uh, I think in common sense world, I was right. In the letter of the law, the umpire was right, and because I was not up to speed enough on that specific rule. You know, I kind of went off the off the deep end arguing about something that um, there was kind of a loophole. You know, kind of a a, a little spot in there that <laughs> an uh, asterisk. Yeah, that uh, uh, depending upon your interpretation, you know, something that seemed really obvious to me was not so obvious. Uh, but there's a lot of those different things we want our coaches to be aware of, making sure that uh, again that uh, the level that you're at is going to dictate a little bit of how much you need to know. But let's make sure we're covering the important things that we know the important things and that our team is as aware as we possibly can. You know, so the poor first baseman who keeps getting run over by runners who hit doubles doesn't, you know, keep getting run over, that she understands that it's her obligation to get out of the way when she's not making a play. You know, that the base runner knows that if I run into that poor girl who doesn't know what's going on, I might get an extra base. Right. You know, those kinds of things. That we know what the infield fly rule is so that we don't have to have the hitter doesn't doesn't know. Base runner doesn't know, defense doesn't know, all on one play ever again. I think it's kind of fun when we pose questions to the kids, too, and ask them to teach us about the uh, infield fly rule. Teach me about obstruction. When right. it, when does it happen? And things like that are kind of fun, too. Yeah, well, and I think if you cover it a little bit, if you're, if you're knowledgeable enough that you have confidence that you can teach it, 
and then you teach it and then bringing it back around. So asking them to kind of recite it back to you, teach it back to you or teach it to their teammates is a really good strategy. Yeah. But again, we want to be credible coaches. We want people to know that we know what we're talking about. The rule book is a great place to start. If you know the rules and you are able to argue intelligently when the argument is there, I think that puts us on a, on a pretty solid footing. What do you think about for the coaches that do have the opportunity or time to do it to actually go and be a part of a, uh, an umpire's certification or an umpire's you know, forum where they get a chance to ask questions and talk about things? You know, no, I think stuff, anything that allows us as coaches to become more knowledgeable is beneficial. I mean, one of the things, unfortunately, my generation of coaches, we came up with a very antagonistic relationship with umpires. And of course, I sure. was the poster child for, you know, for <laughs> making something it, was going to happen, ma- making it worse instead of making it better. Um, and I think that uh, fortunately now, I think that there's less coaches cut from that cloth. I think there's a lot more reasonable people involved in coaching now than there was once upon a time. Uh, Times so, are different. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, uh, any chance you get as a coach to get more experience, to gain more knowledge and to know the rule book better, I think that's a good thing. It's kind of nice to know what their, what their mindset is, you know, right. what they're watching for when, you know, when it's a two man or two, two umpire system that, uh, you know, the out outfield is being covered by this umpire and the right. in, infield umpire is going to be watching, you know, them touching bases and right. it's just kind of neat to know what their what their obligations are right and, or responsibilities. and again it, it, it yeah. puts you again in a position of strength let's say there's an appeal play on a runner tagging up from third if you know which umpire is supposed to be watching that when you have a question about it you can go to the umpire that you're supposed to talk to right and so obviously you're a lot more credible if you know um, in it that wasn't. situation it's the home plate umpire or the third base umpire or whatever it is whoever's job it is to be watching that specific play you know, when you're asking to make an appeal, because... And it's like, I know it was your responsibility, so right. that's why I'm here. Yeah, and yeah. or, you know, you, you don't know for sure who, so you start off, you want to go and argue with the, the first base umpire, but they have to tell you, well, no, you need to go ask the third base umpire, and the third base umpire says, well, you know, in this situation, I had to really do this instead, so you really should be talking to the home plate umpire. By the time you've wandered around the whole field trying to find the right umpire to discuss it with, then it kind of lost your enthusiasm for it, right? No, exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, so coaches, let's get into the rule book. Let's know what we need to know. Let's be realistic about what applies to the level that we're coaching at, so we don't get too far off in the weeds. Um, and just uh, be aware of the fact that uh, um, if you're arguing, try to argue from a position of knowledge and and uh, and strength versus uh, finding out uh, that you're arguing something that you're really not on a very good footing while you're doing it. And be kind, right? You can try that. <laughs> That's the Don, Don, just, just, Don McKinley system. Just be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Be nice while you're arguing. So, But anyhow, that's going to wrap up episode number 73. Please make sure you check out our sponsors, Next Air, Clean It Up FP, and our Patreon page. And again, make sure you go to fastpitchprep.com and order your Square Cuts training discs. Uh, we would love to have you get them in your hands. Uh, We're getting great feedback. It's a really popular tool. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to episode number 73. We'll talk to you again next week.